Now this podcast has a lot of layers, and I can start to peel some of them back, but I cannot get us to the center of this podcast, which is a donut, and inside of that donut is a hole, and inside of that hole, oh no, I am going all over with this metaphor. We watched Glass Onion for not a hate watch. Yes, we did. We saw Benoit Blanc again. We were visited by his presence. Alice, what did you think of Glass Onion? I really liked it. I like. I think I liked it a lot more than the first Knives Out. And I think I know why also. But I had a great time. Uh, I saw it twice this weekend. I saw it Saturday night and Sunday uh, morning into afternoon. And it... I love this as much as I love Knives Out. I do not think I can separate them simply because they're two very different stories Mm -hmm. with very different mystery tropes they're playing off of and obviously different, you know, solutions and everything. But I was just tickled pink and had, yeah, just so many thoughts bubbling afterwards. But I really want to know, since this is technically a follow-up to our Knives Out episode and not a true hate watch in that both sure. of us were very eager to go to this and it's a new film but knowing that you you didn't have the over, the over abundant love of Knives yeah. Out that say some of our peers did yes what about Glass Onion yeah so so I think the thing I realized is I think I liked Glass Onion more because for the first half of the movie at least if not more I really did not know who did it and I really wasn't sure like for one, it, the movie starts and the crime is not actually very readily apparent until much later in the movie. But mm-hmm. but but also, like anyone could be at anyone could be at, at at fault. Whereas I feel like in the first movie, because they set up Marta as the presumably having killed the 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 author so so early, none of the none of the characters like none of the family members seemed suspicious. Yeah, it really. It was a case of what is going to be the twist on this twist. Because right. you're right. The twist in Knives Out is that we're telling you how it was done. We're going to show you his death so that you don't have any questions about what was happening in the room when he was dead. So yep. now your questions are, is this what happened? Did I actually see what happened? That theme carrying over to Glass Onion, but done in a different way. As you said, for the first half of the film, it it truly, and it's a nice slow burn. You really are Mm -hmm. waiting for something to happen. And what I love about this film, and we're obviously going to get into the spoilers. I don't know why you would click on this if you haven't watched it. Um, The marketing for this really led me to think this is a movie about uh, Ed Norton's character getting murdered at his own murder mystery party. Yep. The way that they showed the clips of his, they all seemed like they were from, you know, t- parts of the film where it's early on. So I was thinking, okay, we're going to start Benoit's being invited to the murder mystery. Great. He's going to, you know, witness his murder. It's going to happen by accident. Great. And then when that's not what's happening yes. and Ed Norton survives the murder mystery that was set up to the hilarious fact that Benoit solves it like within minutes was yes. so funny. It's like, of course he would. Like, of course this character would just break apart a murder mystery right away because mm-hmm. he'd be looking for all of these identifiers on there. What was your reaction to to the fact that... No, I guess I should ask you. 
what did you know about it before? Did you have any suspicions going in as what the plot might be? Or did you just go in completely, I'm just seeing the film, I know the main character, that's it? I went in cold. I knew that Jessica Henwick was in it, and that's pretty much it. Um, because I like I didn't watch the trailer, I didn't watch anything. I had no concept of what was gonna happen, and so um it was it was very surprising. Like like well, I will say when when the Edward Norton character started introducing the game. I did have the thought, oh, oh Benoit's going to solve this immediately, which which ended up ha- coming true. But then the w- like you know the the turns after that where um um the Dave Batista character gets poisoned, um mm-hmm. Janelle Monet gets shot. Like I did, I was not expecting yeah. those things. Those those really surprised me. And th- and then I think that yes. again that is why I think I I really I enjoyed this one more. Is it felt more like a mystery to me because because we I just didn't know where it was going. Yep. It, the way the tropes I played off of, oh, you expect the rich, wealthy person to be bumped off because that's what happens in these stories. No, that's not what's happening. You expect this to be a extraordinarily intricate, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's the machinations of some sort of criminal mastermind. Yep. And it's not. Uh, what I, the parts that I loved about it before leading to the twist where we learn what's happening I liked it that it was a very much like Clue, where mm-hmm. it is people trapped. You know, these are our only suspects. Yes. There's not someone else. You know, assuming at least, like if the twist was someone else was on the island, I don't know. Like it'd be like, okay, but the fact that it sets you up and lets you know, hey, this is our su- a series of suspects. And then the moment where uh, who we believe is um, Andy is shot. That was the moment where I I was like, I don't know what's up anymore. Yeah. Because if she dies, this film is already taking me for turns. Yep. And you having said before, the only thing you told me about it was Janelle's performance is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so I'm ready to be blown away by this. And I'm like, you can't kill her now. If you kill her now, then what was the performance everyone was talking about? Right. But and then, like, she was but good then until that point. You, but you see it immediately because oh, they, they, pull, the, they it. pull it back right away. And I loved about that. It, it was the moment of how both of these films show you stuff and then re-show you stuff with just the right amount of context re-added. And I sure. loved that. I love that this takes tropes that are overplayed and dumb. Everyone's stuck together for a murder. Oh, the lights go out. Oh, there's a twin in the story. Things that could have been so bad and so cheesy. I was like, yes, yes, give me more. And yeah, the reveal that Helen has been portraying Andy this entire time was such a masterstroke. And then following her, so we follow Benoit through the first half and then follow her through the second half. And it's this two-hander where we're building it as it goes. I I just remember every reveal being satisfying. And especially that the reveal was the person who I thought was going to be murdered was the murderer the entire time. As Ben was it, who risked the most from this? It's just about a person who has power not wanting to lose power and is willing to break the infraction point, as he said, to do it. Yeah, I, I, I definitely liked that. They, they did kind of point the blame at, at a lot of people over the course of the second half like all of the the stuff about who went to Andy's house and who got their who got their when I thought was a good misdirect can we talk about Daryl what the fuck was up with Daryl oh my god that made me laugh so 
much. And I missed Daryl's introduction because I ran to the restroom when they were mm. first on the island. And so Daryl was just there. And I was like, I don't know who Daryl is. Is he the brother? Is he? I'm like, I don't, I don't care because I'm clearly not meant to be him. Uh, the actual answer to the question is, uh, and I forget the actor's name. He is in all of Ryan Johnson's films. Yeah, yeah, I, so I, know, I know that, but I would just like that part was there. But otherwise, yeah. I was like, I mean, it was it was comic relief and it was funny. Sure. I mean, the moment when uh, when <laughs> when Helen's running around and trashing all the rooms, and then she gets to Daryl's room, and then he's just like, hey, and then she leaves, and then a beat later, he's like, you wanna hang out? Or I'm like, yes, okay, you got me. But in terms of what the fuck his deal was, he's just going through some things, Alice, you know? He's just going through some things. Yeah, I guess. I guess. And he's friends with a billionaire. Um mm-hmm. I loved I loved the ending. I loved I loved that the resolution is they kind of smash all all of this stuff and then Yes. Through his own hubris blow up the glass onion. Uh it was funny because Alex who my husband who loves the first film and loved it for like the political sort of messaging and stuff in it and like still likes the first one a bit more because of that but obviously did not like this one his his statement after the end of it which i thought was actually really interesting was like well it's a film about how if you treat poor people by shit they will burn everything down (laughs) i was just like you know what that is the movie i watched it's true it is absolutely the movie that i just saw here although none of them were truly poor people for me the the ending just was satisfying getting to see um janelle they kind of kind of rage out like that and yes like the performance like, like i said like i said after i saw it that performance is incredible the idea that she can go between the two characters so easily and um like I I knew she was a good actor before this, but this was like mm-hmm. complete other level. Yeah. I, and it was funny because when we were first introduced to her and she's talking with that accent to uh Benoit, I'm like, mm-hmm. why is Andy doing an accent? What's up with this? What is she what's what's her deal? And then the reveal of oh, of course it's a sister. I'm like, wait, what? Wait. What? And then the reveal that, yeah, Andy had died beforehand and that the mystery we're solving is not the mystery with this glass onion. It's the mystery of who killed her sister. And that reveal and all of her motive and just the range that she had to carry of this person being her dead sister and trying to live through her while also being with in a social sphere that she has no idea about and knows that she's outpaced and Benoit being able to be her guide and and kind of push her to that. It, it was a great team up. I really enjoy it. It was a nice dynamic that was different and didn't feel like it was trying to copy the Marta dynamic from the first yes, one. Yes, absolutely. It really was something different, you know, and it's obviously a different dynamic where one is a person trying to hide what they did where this is a person trying to discover something. But her, got her emotional range, and you're right. At the very end, when she just starts smashing stuff, the look on her face, and the look on her face just before she gets ready to to throw the um, hydrogen into the fire and burn up all the artwork, and then yes. the dash for the Mona Lisa. Oh, God. And Because I, I had just had time to forget about it. And I knew, I'm like, well, this is, if they're introducing the Mona Lisa... Something's going to happen to it. Or I wondered if that was actually just what the mystery was, was that right. now it's going to be a thing about the Mona Lisa mm-hmm. getting stolen or whatever, which <laughs> someone in my theater did say this and it made me laugh because I heard it. They're like, 
actually, the Mona Lisa's not that big. The yeah. Mona Lisa's really small, so that's not the Mona Lisa. And it didn't make me laugh. I'm like, wait, oh, yeah, actually, she is right. <laughs> this is this wouldn't be the Mona Lisa. Yeah. But it was this movie's version of the Mona Lisa. Right. Yeah. I, I also just love the reveal at the end where he's like, I'm a billionaire. I'm without, I can live without consequences. And she's like, you dipshit, you destroyed the Mona Lisa. Yep. It's like what your your new wonder fuel just burned up everything. Like, what are you talking about? You you just burned up your rotation. And then the because at a moment I wondered when he burns the napkin evidence that uh, that Andy was the one who had all the ideas for the company. Right. Which I knew when she was holding the napkin and bringing it to him, I'm like, don't do it, girl, don't do it. Mm-hmm. But when he did burn it, I then was like, well, I don't actually know what is going to happen next because that's been the entire thrust of this this entire second half is we need to find that napkin where is that napkin yeah to then have him be so smug about it i did momentarily think oh fuck is the theme of this movie that sometimes rich people do get away with bad shit but i also knew that's not the film i'm watching yeah but it really they played it off enough where i did i didn't know what the out was gonna be and that ending god that was so satisfying. As a person who in real life is anxious about, like, the destruction of, like, artwork and and precious things like that, I was just like, you know what? I love it. I love that this is happening in this. Yes. And I, ugh, it just, it, it's, it's just nice to see the world burn sometimes yep. in the safety of a theater. And and you and I both, we talked about this in our text. We, we both thought the crossbow was going to come back into play. That was a really big <gasps> Like yeah, red herring, that crossbow. Mm-hmm. There's and there's a lot of red herrings. And in fact, um, I might be reading into this too much because I know the film. But they talk about Clue, and one of the things that I liked is in the movie Clue, the motives for the mur- spoilers for Clue, uh, which you should be watching anyway. It's a great film, great comedy. Uh, the motives for it are all that they witnessed a crime. So anyone who dies witnessed a crime, and the killer killed this because that person this person witnessed them doing a crime so i don't know if that was meant to be layered in but i just was reading it on that level of of as well as our motive of of you know clue also has the lights go out clue has all these suspects you know together and people are more and that more people are dying off one by one and this we had a less lot less of a body count sure i did i do wonder is this ryan's um tribute to clue in that regard i know it's not a perfect one for one but i just yeah. noticed that hand up. almost it almost certainly has to be between mm-hmm. them referencing clue the game and also having janelle monet fi- you know fill out the uh fill out the little piece of paper well, with, yeah. the, with the motive and stuff <laughs> it was really interesting yeah because i'm sure people well and even just the the who did it and with what and the motive like that part as well was being set up for it i i did so i went and saw this with a a friend on sunday he noticed ed norton give david's character a duke's duke the glass Mm. so he was watching the entire film yeah knowing that miles at least did that murder Mm -hmm. and assuming he did all of them so I, I one snaps to him for seeing that, yeah. Because I did not, I did not notice it, and I think it's because again I was distracted by thinking Catherine Hahn mm-hmm. in the moment just before that, yes. You know, had done it, and the fact that we then, you know, when the moment that he talked about he must have accidentally picked up the glass, 
I, that's just what I thought. I'm like, yeah, because it's Miles. And I saw he was drinking from Miles' glass, so I knew he had picked up the wrong glass. So then I thought, oh, okay, this is a film where they tried to murder the guy. Right. And then they did it. But again, that's not what's happening either. Mm-hmm. It, just, oh, it just was just delightful. Yeah, because it's just lovely. Because that was perfectly timed where Andy storms off and then and then Batista, you know, dies. And mm-hmm. you think, oh, Andy poisoned Miles' drink. That's easy. And it wasn't easy. Yeah, it's... It wasn't, you know, and I never, I never actually suspected Andy. Now, I thought maybe, maybe that's the performance everyone's talking about and it's going to be a big turn as to why she did it. But no, this was even more satisfying. Yeah. One of the things, the criticisms of the movie I saw online this weekend was that because it doesn't introduce the idea of the twins and Andy and it gives you all that information halfway through the movie, um, it's kind of like, it's impossible for you to, to to understand the mystery before then. But I also kind of feel that way about the first Knives Out. Like, like I know they mentioned Ransom. They mentioned Ransom at the beginning, but at the same time, he doesn't show up physically in the movie until at least an hour in. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, and I think this one, I mean, the fact that my friend solved the murder by observation... Mm-hmm. I think that even though we don't know there's twins, that doesn't mean you can't figure out who's doing it. Right. Now, the why, that's, you know, if we're doing our, our little notepad like uh, uh, Helen was doing, we didn't have the motive, but we saw the opportunity and could go from there. You know, the motive just being, as as, as Bernard said, so stupid was, was really the, what I liked interpreting of. Because we're expecting some huge machinations, mm-hmm. and it really was just as dumb as all it is. And the fact, and and just the <laughs> with with everything going on with billionaires these days, yes, and learning exactly. that they probably aren't as smart as we think they are. This timing of this could not have been more prescient. Yes. And I also just appreciated my own layer of being able to apply what's happening to this character yes. and really using it as an outlet of, yeah, but yeah, his just literally copying everything and to the point where Benoit's like, I gave you the idea of how to shoot at her. Like, you did, the one thing I thought that you were being clever on, you, even that was a fucking copy line. Yes. And, and I also noticed this, I was watching the second time too, he gets the idea to burn the napkin from the person who told him, why didn't you burn it? Yes. And then moments, the seconds later, he does it. Yeah. So even that part, yep. he did it. It just is so funny to me. When that reveal was there and just peeling it all back, it just made me laugh of being like, wow. They Even the film tells you that this guy doesn't know what he's doing. You still sort of have to kind of go along with it until the end. Alice, do you have any other thoughts on Glass Onion? Any other layers that peel back? I wish Jessica Henwick had more to do, but I, th- if, like, the story was that she got she got she was in that movie because Ryan Johnson cut her out of the Last Jedi, not knowing that her character had survived the Force Awakens, and it did kind of feel a little bit like they just kind of shoved her in, like, unnecessarily. Like if you, if you had taken her character out, there wouldn't be a lot of consequence. But at the same time, like you know, I, I really like her, and I just wish she had more to do. Who was she in the Force Awakens? She was an X-wing pilot, and. In, in, oh, in the final okay. climactic scene, Ryan thought that her character had died, and so she wasn't in the sequel, but she had she did not die. Got it. Okay. Well, that do you know what? Honestly, that's turnabout. That's a nice, uh, a nice oopsie gift to be in this film, and that character too. I love, I loved all the cast of characters. I you know I don't want to spend a whole bunch of time breaking them all down because mm-hmm. um, again, this is not a hate watch. So loving it, that's not really going to be on the jab, but. 
I really appreciated uh, just her presence and also all the jokes around her being sort of anonymous person. Or no one knows who she is. Everyone else matters, and she's just there as well. Mm-hmm. I, I, I am a fan of the also their characters, who in terms of the social structure are the also theirs and how they react to it all. Oh, <laughs> my <laughs> and then the last thing, Birdie, <laughs> when she says, please tell me you did not think a sweatshop is where they made sweatpants. <gasps> Cackled. Oh, my God. I could not, could not believe it. And, and honestly, the type of thing that, you know what, I believe that character really did not know and really thought that. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. It's just so real. And as we always say, if we triangulate the position of the podcast, we can see it is aimed directly toward the chair where Alice is sitting. And so we know that Missy's motive was to get her triangulated there to corner her so that she would have to hear his Benway Blanc accent no matter how silly and foghorn leghorn it sounds. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>